This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Tuesday. The Pekin County Sheriff's Office is looking for a suspect in an alleged robbery that took place on Smuggler Mountain Road, a popular hiking trail in Aspen. According to a news release from the sheriff, a bystander called 911 yesterday morning to report that a woman's phone and wallet had just been stolen by a man who pulled a knife on her. Sheriff's deputies and Aspen police arrived on the scene and temporarily closed the road. As of the latest update yesterday, no suspect had been located or identified, and law enforcement is asking for anyone with information to reach out. The phone and wallet were discarded on the side of the trail and found by law enforcement. The victim described the suspect as a man in his 20s wearing a black jacket, face covering, and a gray backpack. Garfield County commissioners are opposed to a proposal to move the U.S. Postal Service's Grand Junction facility to Denver. They're worried the changes could cause delivery delays for Western Slope residents. Caroline Yanez has more. Garfield County commissioners say changing the Grand Junction Post Office into a local facility and moving its regional operations to Denver would be a foolish move. Tom Jankowski says the biggest issue is the efficiency of the mail and the potential to isolate the western slope when weather or road conditions are bad. Concerns with the highway, number of times it's shut down, concerns that we'll have at least an extra day on local or western slope mail service. The commissioners agreed to write a letter explaining their opposition ahead of the March 8th public feedback deadline. The USPS says no career layoffs will happen as a result of the change and that it could save the agency millions of dollars. Officials haven't said whether layoffs could impact hourly workers. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. The Garfield County Public Library District is once again looking to fill a vacancy on its board of trustees. The vacant seat represents the town of Rifle and the library is hoping to select someone to serve through next year. Last year, the current trustees unanimously approved Hannah Arauza to fill the seat, but her appointment was rejected by the Garfield County Commissioners. The rejection came in the midst of a controversy over the library's decision not to further restrict books with mature content. Arauza supported the library's views on public access, but county commissioners disagreed with the decision. Parents who attended a safety forum at Roaring Fork High School last night want to see more resources invested in mental health services, but there are some barriers to achieving that goal. Last night's event was part of a series of forums that the Roaring Fork School District is holding this week to gain feedback on proposed safety policies. District staff, law enforcement, and other partners presented a range of ideas to families. They included tightening campus security, bringing in more school resource officers, and boosting partnerships with the Aspen Hope Center. The Hope Center provides counselors and mental health experts to the district, but they're expecting a budget shortfall in the next school year because of reduced funding from Eagle County and the city of Glenwood, and they anticipate having to cut two positions rather than add more. In local arts and culture news, a prolific local photographer who documented decades of history in Colorado died earlier this month at the age of 84. Kaya Williams has more on the legacy of Bob Krieger. Krieger captured the cultural fabric of the Roaring Fork Valley. 
from World Cup ski races to Jazz Aspen Snowmass music festivals to Hunter S. Thompson's campaign for picking county sheriff. Now, a vast collection of Krieger's work is housed at the Aspen Historical Society. Archivist Anna Scott says it includes roughly 50 boxes of slides, negatives, and prints, plus hundreds of gigabytes of digital images, as well as other artifacts like written materials and cameras. It just shows a great breadth in his ability to capture the community from every day to big events. About a thousand images are already cataloged online. The Society has received grants from the Aspen Thrift Shop, the Fred and Ellie Island Foundation, and the Colorado Historical Records Advisory Board to fund the archiving process. Scott says the support reflects the significance of Krieger's work in ski racing and Colorado history. From the Edless Neeson Arts and Culture Desk, I'm Kaya Williams. A series of retro ski movies wraps up at the Isis Theater tomorrow night with a film that looks at the history of the genre. Here's Kaya Williams again with more on the sold-out screening of Legend of Oz. Filmmaker Greg Stump made a name for himself with flashy ski movies like Maltese Flamingo and Blizzard of Oz. Those already screened at the ISIS for this series called Radical Wednesdays. This week, expect more of a documentary vibe as Stump pays tribute to his ski movie forefathers like Warren Miller, John Jay, and Dick Barrymore. The film also features extreme skiing stars like Glenn Blake, Scott Schmidt, and Kim Reichhelm, and looks at the impact of Blizzard of Oz. If you didn't get tickets before they sold out or missed some of the other shows in the series, you can still watch from home. Many of Stump's classics are available for streaming online. From the Edless Neeson Arts and Culture Desk, I'm Kaya Williams. In statewide news, Starbucks workers held one of their biggest unionization efforts, including two locations in Colorado last week. As CPR's Lauren Antonoff-Hart reports, workers at the two cafes took the first steps towards unionizing. Employees from Starbucks locations in Longmont and Lakewood are demanding wage increases, fairer scheduling, and policies that address discrimination and harassment on the job. They join workers at 11 other Colorado Starbucks locations who have organized over the last three years. Employees have accused the company of union busting. Starbucks denies those allegations. I'm Lauren Antonoff-Hart, CPR News. And in regional news from the Mountain West News Bureau, scientists in our region have developed a new tool in the battle against climate change. It measures how cows are polluting the atmosphere. KUNC's Ray Solomon reports on research at Colorado State University. Animal agriculture is one of the largest sources of methane emissions in the country. A lot of it comes from livestock digestion, essentially cow burps. New cattle feed treatments promise to cut those emissions, but it's not always clear just how much methane those additives will save or how much it will cost producers to use them. CSU professor Sarah Place created the new feed additive calculator tool to take some guesswork out of making the livestock industry greener. We saw this as a gap for producers where there's lots of information coming at them, but there's no way for them to kind of quantify some of these things. That's why we've developed this tool. The new widget is free and designed for beef producers. Similar calculators for dairy farmers and grazing managers are also in the works. Ray Solomon, KUNC. 
The Aspen Public Radio newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.